0: BLOB TALK RADIO November 17th, 2020, and my name is Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host tonight on Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told along with Tina Gertz, who we are sharing this forum tonight as we did on Sunday night, uh, to have Jamie Moore with us again, part two of a series that's probably going to become part three. Uh, Tina Gertz, Oklahomans' incarcerated true stories and how they got there on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network, and Stephen Burks, 89.9 KLRB, FM, Christian Radio, out of Oklahoma. I want to thank you listeners for being with us tonight. And I am pretty certain that not only do we have our regular listeners and our regular new listeners, that um, we also have listeners that know that we are spending first part of this show, albeit not a a big part. Although this man has had a big part in uh, many people's lives and a good big part. Um, just to honor, not just, but to honor the life of Chris Hallett, a friend to many, and I would consider that we were friends as well, but a friend to many, and a, a warrior, an advocate, a diehard man who believed fully human and civil rights. Not only that, but with the honor of living here in these great states as we know it, despite so much unrest and chaos, um, actually that's exactly Something that he was all about being a part of, with many of us, good advocates, whistleblowers, warriors, talk show hosts, reporters, people that take the road less traveled a lot, do this because because it's something they wanted to do or be when they were growing up, but somehow... Something affected their lives enough to open the eyes, their eyes, others, others' eyes, lives, to understanding some realities that do take place that hurt thousands and thousands and millions of people in ways. In ways, yeah, it really is millions if we just add up how long this has been going on. In ways that. The average person doesn't know, and they would say, no, they can't do that. That's illegal. No, they can't get away with that. How can they get away with that? Um, This is about public corruption. This is about the perversion of the declarations we are privy to. This is about our constitutional rights, the Declaration of Independence. This is about standing up for what your rights are. And a remonstrance actually is one of them. And this is kind of how I met Chris Hallett. Um, and David Arndt from Oklahoma was the first person in Oklahoma to bring forward a remonstrance after Chris Hallett took the time to sit with a small group of us after a rally that Tina Gertz and I put on uh, at the Oklahoma uh, State House. And uh, we stayed up till wee, wee hours. And, and a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention her name, but um, we stayed together at a hotel, and she's from Oklahoma. And, and she was there, and we were there, and uh, Stephen Burke was there, and uh, and uh, James Creed, another whistleblower who you've heard a lot, he was there, and uh, several others. Of course, David Arndt. And he just took the time out of the goodness of his heart because David was Struggling and still does with um, uh, a lot of public corruption. The thing is, you know, we wind up learning the hard way that if we try to fight um, a court or the system on their playing ground, in their play field, playing field, uh, then uh, it it doesn't work. If there's any, if, if there's any sense of uh, wrongdoing that's going on. It's not going to work. Um, it doesn't matter how much money you pay an attorney. Okay, it's not going to work unless or until you go up above and beyond whatever little perversions of the Constitution that they have set aside for their state com- state statutes and laws and rules and this and that and the other, okay, you've actually got to override that by following constitutional law. So, um, Chris Hallett, along with John Gentry, uh, who's made great strides in in, in this uh, forum or just dug dug it, dug through a lot of dirt and but all kinds of resistance. Actually, I don't know how much stride. You know, he's gotten in front of uh, the House, he's, uh, Senate. He said some big things, important things, but it keeps getting shut down. And why is that? Why is that? Because, you know, we are loaded with lawyers in the Senate. We're loaded with lawyers in the Congress. They don't want to follow constitutional law. They want to follow what they know. I'm not going to get into that rant anymore, Chris Hallett. But there are people that are out there that are shaming his name, claiming he was a sovereign citizen. Chris Hallett was murdered two nights ago at his own home. He was murdered two nights ago. It's under investigation. Uh, the suspect was apprehended. And, um, I, right before this show, got additional information from a very close source. And there's no way I'm going to say who that is. So you can believe me or not. That I'm not going to share actually. And, uh, but it's a horrific situation, alleged, allegedly, and, you know, there somebody was apprehended, they're in jail, but, uh, he, but he was murdered uh, by somebody that he had tried to help and, and um, was completely distraught and happened to have, alleged, allegedly, because I haven't actually seen the record, uh, a, a, a criminal record and emotional instability. Uh, So, Chris was murdered. There are people out there that are actually blaming for this woman kidnapping her children from her own mother. Um, No, that's not the Chris I knew. That's not the Chris that many knew. These are people that are just trying to, um, you know, make a name for themselves and have been putting down other people. Uh, because they keep saying, oh, he can't play lawyer, he can't play, it. lawyer never did, never asked for a penny, finally started asking for donations and, and did some e-clause uh, things that he was selling. Uh, but n- never, 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 ever did this man ever act as a lawyer, tell somebody to do something, certainly not suggest, go kidnap your kids. <laughs> Whistleblowing blowing can be dangerous. Emotions can be um, off the rocker, and um, and it's just really important that we all uh, keep ourselves in check and help others. Make sure that they're in check. Look out for yourself. Look out for others. Chris is a good man. There are others that glommed and likely will still try to off of. His honest, hard work, try to make money off of it. And, and uh, there are others that have hurt other people, that um, their reputations were so shot down that they started, you know, aligning themselves with Chris Howitt um, to become somebody again when they're really nobodies. So you have to be very careful who you are going to align yourselves with um, as a victim and a victim advocate, and um, before I ask Stephen Burke to say a prayer on behalf of him and his family, I'm going to just share just a couple things, and then we'll move on to the show. Um, <clears throat> this is just something somebody wrote a couple days ago, or a few days ago, before he was even before he was murdered. Very thankful for all the hard work you do in solving the big riddles of all time. Can we all breathe now? Love the team and all the hard work that went into this. It would take years to absorb the knowledge and apply it successfully for, for some. Me being one, Lowell. Okay. Um, you, Chris Hallett, has helped me many shine the dark light on the dark and murky swamp. Uh, keep in mind, Chris Hallett, was not writing his own rules and writing his own laws like some of these corrupt courts do, okay? Some of these corrupt legislators do. Some not all. some you know, they're not all bad people, okay? Talk about the ones that are. I just want to make that clear. I'll always try to make that clear. Um something he just wrote Since Congress can only make no law impairing the obligations of contracts, what type of contracts are you dealing with? There are only two. And they're spelled out in this definition, and then he provides the definitions. He provides the sources, the practice aids. Not making them up. He's digging deeper than your $300, $400 attorney ever would imagine. To try to help you do something that the court already has decided that you're not going to be able to do because... They will one-up you every single time when you're dealing with a corrupt situation.
1: <sighs>
0: okay. Memory of Chris Hallett, you have been greatest source of inspiration and courage for more you can ever imagine. Deep in our hearts, we will always keep your image and main, a man of courage alive while your name is still outspoken. Rest in heaven. December twenty second, nineteen sixty nine to November fifteenth, two thousand and twenty. Um, there's a lot more, but I'm going to leave it at that. And we all just, uh, if we could, just take a moment. Uh, Stephen Burke, just as uh, Stephen Burke uh, shares a prayer. On behalf of um, Chris's Chris's life. Now, Chris is Stephen Burke. You're an ordained minister, right? Or are you there?
1: Hello, hello. I hear you, Tom. Yeah, you
0: do. Okay, Stephen, are yeah. you there? Stephen Burke, are you there? Thank you, Tina, for letting me know you're there. Steven Burke, mm-hmm. are you there? Okay. Well, we can, we can come back to Steven. Uh, I know sometimes he has a hard time hearing the show while he's producing it. <clears throat>
1: uh,
0: in the meantime, let's just take 10 seconds of silence. I know it's not good to have silence on airtime. In the meantime, let's just... Oh, Marty, can you please unmute Steven? Marty Oakley, can you please unmute Stephen?
1: <sighs>
0: got to start this. She's got to listen. Okay. Uh, I'm just messaging her. She might have stepped away for a moment. Marty Oakley, can you please unmute Stephen Burke, please? I really would like to say a prayer. Uh, okay. We will... Um, Stick with us Stephen. I know either anyways you're producing the show on your end. Um, I will reach out to her um while we're talking with Jamie and then we will um have a little intermission for for um the prayer. Oh, okay, she thank might you
2: for have everybody for listening.
0: now. Oh, you're unmuted now. Okay. Good. Okay. All right, recenter.
1: <laughs>
0: thank you. i I just have so much respect for this man, and um, I just don't like that there has been um, negative things brought into this and some, you know, saying kind of like he deserved it, false hope and all that stuff. That is not this man at all. That is not who Chris Hallett is, and and, uh, those people need to quiet themselves down and simmer themselves down because um, we're better than that.
2: Stephen, if you would, please. Okay. Father, we come in the name of Jesus, and Father, we lift up Chris Hallett's family to you. We ask you for your divine comfort for them in this time of sorrow. We ask you that you would give them protection. We ask you that there would be justice done for this family, for those that's perpetrated this act, that it would be completely the people behind it, that they would be exposed, that you would bring justice to this family. We ask you to protect the family. We ask you, Father, that you would expose the liars, people that's telling lies. Let it be known what the truth is and expose who's telling the lies. We ask you that the projects that Chris Hallett was working on would continue the remonstrance and the constitutional work that he was doing, that it would not be stopped because somebody took out one of the the players. The father raise up people to carry it forward and continue the work that Chris Hallett was doing. Father, again, we pray for his family, for you to comfort them, and for justice and for protection for them. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Thank you, Stephen Burke,
0: for speaking through him. Thank you. On to the show, On to the show, neither Marty Oakley, Stephen Burke, Tina Gerst and myself can be held liable personally or professionally for any error of content. That being said, we work with the facts, we work with the proof, and we work with compelling evidence. Patterns of abuse, patterns of denials of process. And we are journey, battle, war. Um, Tina and I are um, putting together... I know I'm dedicating a good part of next week to putting together... Much of what we've been asking for and getting for a long time now, and I need to apologize to those that I did not get back to over the last few days, um, and uh, and just understand that you know some things come up, <laughs> and uh, but uh, about ready to dot the last T, I. Across the last T in Oklahoma, uh, the Department of Justice, the Department of Justice, has intervened with Oklahoma Department of Corrections and Prisons before, and I believe very strongly they're going to be doing it again on a much bigger level than has ever been imposed upon Oklahoma. Given so much information that has gone forward. Now it is really a matter of me just category, category, uh, forgive me, category, uh, cataloging it in an order that is appropriate to bring forward to one last person, to one last entity the Senate, some, you know, the people on the committee for um, this oversight and, um, hey, we'll hope for the best, but prepare for the worst because from that point, it is going forward. Uh, there's enough. There's enough and we cannot let this happen, keep happening. Uh, it's The COVID situation is is rotten. It's horrible. The food situation is rotten. It's horrible and, and there's more. Um, but if this is what it took to get this in front of the Department of Justice again and ask for their intervention. That's exactly what we are doing. And it will carry with it the abuses of the constitutional rights of the offenders beyond the COVID and the food. Um, so um, to where the rubber meets the road, and, um, and we've got enough. If anybody else wants to share anymore, that's fine, but but we've got enough. We'll take it. We've got enough to, you know, just put our best foot forward, and, you know, we'll ask you for prayers um, in that, and we'll keep you posted on it. So uh, a couple of people have reached out, hey, what's going on? Where is this? Where, is it, where are you at with this? And they're right. They're right. Um, so it's a, a huge commitment, and uh, and we are on it. Okay, so I'm sorry for the sobering, somber, um, you know, opening to this, uh, but hopefully, you know, we have everybody's attention, and now we can just, I don't know, if it, if anybody has something to say that's a little bit light. Actually, the um, the prayer was so. Uh, Jamie Moore, thank you for being with us tonight. Appreciate you coming back, and we are on to part two with you now. So um, anybody that did not listen to part one of, uh, of, of Jamie's story, Jamie, would you like to give a quick, you know, synopsis and overview, and anybody who wants to listen to the full part one, if you, if you would please uh, look in the link, how you find out about us, and you'll, you will see the archive the first show okay so so you can link on that and the audio for that is there okay so how are you tonight how are you tonight jamie i'm i'm pretty good okay (laughs) okay so it's a little longer than i thought what can i tell you tina how are you tonight i'm doing well i'm glad to hear that tina Tina, do you want to get involved with, uh, with uh, kind of walking through what uh, we talked about last week? Because, you know, I want my voice to, like, be a little bit more in the background, although I'm here for it, and I certainly will, you know, do what I do, but I've just talked an awful lot. <clears throat> but Tina and Jamie, if you want to just give a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, of a summary of what our listeners missed last week. And uh, so that they can hear about uh, some of the general facts of the case. Can move on. If you want to repeat some things, it's going to have to happen. It's okay.
1: Let's do this. (laughs) Who starts? (laughs) Let me do it. Well, Jamie had a very rough childhood. Um, Her mother was extremely abusive to her, very mentally abusive to her. Um sold Jamie for drugs um I would guess it was around kindergarten age or even before that um, <clears throat> Jamie had a friend that looked out for her as much as he could uh His name is Billy um, He woke her up to go to school one day and Jamie didn't want to go. When she was 14 and <laughs> her mother came home and told her she was going with her and they stole a pickup truck that belonged to a person who had been murdered. Jamie, you can pick it up from there. Um
3: yes, we had gotten into the truck. Uh, of the victim there was blood everywhere Uh, we ended up going to Quanta, Texas um, abandoning the truck and going to a hotel Uh, my mom ended up putting a gun to my head in the hotel room and telling me that she brought me into this world and she could take me out and I wasn't the first and she pulled the trigger Um, Billy was in the shower at the time. My mom had some friends that was at the hotel room, um, that ended up picking us up and taking us to Wichita Falls and we got in with a truck driver and we were arrested in Kentucky and extradited back to Oklahoma. And I think that about
0: sums it up with what we talked about last time. (laughs) Right. And that so everyone each of you, the three of you were charged with murder one. Yes. Correct? With murder one. Yes. And you you at the time uh were facing um the death penalty as 14 year old. And yes. as you said last week or a few days ago, forgive me, um that uh that you're um you were lucky enough that that to, you know, uh to be set free uh, you know because you were uh, a minor child but they were trying you as they wanted to try you as an adult initially correct
3: yes, I got and lucky and they recertified me as a juvenile and I went to the juvenile
0: system and and so you actually had somebody stand up for you there uh, but unfortunately um, not enough to the point that uh, that it uh cleared you as far as your innocence goes correct correct yeah and 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 right now um your mother is in in prison uh life without parole your you know blood mother um and as we discussed last uh uh the series 1 that uh, that she you'd seen pictures of uh that, a picture that she had of a man uh, it looked like a body that was sitting in a chair that was burning in her room, like her picture, um, and that she had. You had overheard her saying that she shot and killed two men and threw them over a bridge into a river or something like that. She overheard that you, that um, you know that she basically ran with the druggies and uh, and uh, it's uh, and you believe that there are more out there that she actually did murder. In other words although she's never been convicted of murdering anybody other than this one man that is in prison, um, that, that died and she's in prison for life without parole. Um, and that she just was really good at hiding who she really was, you know, like a, you know, like a genuine psychopath, if that's who she is, sounds like it. Am I correct? Yes. And, uh, and that you just endured all, all kinds of abuse. But here you are, like a beautiful, amazing, smart, intelligent woman who has worked through so much emotional garbage, and you are looked at as not only a, a great person, but also like a really, really good mother, just a really good mother. Um, and you're fighting for uh, the life now of um, a Billy Hines. Uh, who uh who was convicted uh for and, um from, with murder one life uh with parole which has been unsuccessful to date yes now if you take a look in the if you take a look in the actual case on on OSCN uh, you know, the case search, because in Oklahoma, you you can actually go look up different cases, look up different names in the counties and whatnot. And you're not always going to get the truth there because it changes a lot. Sometimes, you know, transcripts don't come out the way they really should. When you actually listen to the recording that you, you know, went in and snuck in yourself and recorded because you don't trust the, the court and the transcripts, all of a sudden, geez, transcripts really isn't exactly what happened. But also, sometimes things disappear. And in the case here, you uh, when you go look at the, the docket, you just see the first entry is on, in 2020. Is that right?
3: Yes, because uh, it says it's a pre-computer case.
0: Because it's a pre-computer case. Um, can I ask, when was the last time any action was actually brought uh, forward uh, between the time that he was convicted and 2020? There wasn't. So it was 2020. Yes, now, okay. All right. So, and that action that was brought forward was? Me bringing my statement in. Right. Right. And and the purpose of that statement,
3: and he,
0: she doesn't deserve to be in there for something my mom did. Right. You wanted it on the record. Yes,
3: I do. Because back then, I was too afraid to give a statement. I mean, when, you know, being a minor, right? my mom had to be, yeah, she had to be in there with me because I was a minor. I'm not going to give a statement because I'm afraid. And I've finally been able to work through all of that. And I did this all on my own. Wrote out my statement and took it up there to file it with the court because this is this is it's wrong for him to be in there. It is wrong. He he did
0: not murder the man, and he doesn't deserve you to be in there. And and, and your mother she has no shot of ever getting out, right? And yet she right. refuses not that it would work in this corrupt system the you know as far as going you know forward the typical way right, but she refuses d- despite that she refuses to um, to take the the full responsibility for the death uh, of this man um and listen in murder one it involves like a cons- you know you a- thought a thought process well you know and and it does explain when you look up the prongs of murder one in Oklahoma anyways, you know that it can be a last minute thought process okay, so you, so you <clears throat> it doesn't take a lot to be murder one if you sat there and you murdered somebody okay on purpose right um but right. you were not there you walked you you went into across the field from where you were living. Uh and, and you got into a pickup truck that was not known to you. Is that correct? Correct. You never saw that pickup truck before, right? No. All right. So you got into a pickup truck where there's a bunch of dry blood in it, and and Billy went with you because he wanted to be by your side. Things kind of like he never really saw this kind of uh. Of uh, behavior from your mom before Because she had hit it from him Pretty much right she, So whenever Billy she was around There was a comfort zone I'm sorry Yes.
3: Very much so. She hit it from a lot of people She's uh, I, She's very good at being fake Very good and, and I mean I like to call her the female Ted Bundy
0: Yep because I can see why
3: Yeah, she's very good at being fake, and, I mean, she slept with everybody. And there's just too much in common with her and Ted Bundy as far as their way of thinking.
0: Yep. Yep. So there was always, like, there's always a reason for doing what she did, whether it's drugs, control, you know, manipulation. You know, she got somebody to drive you all, right? So so, yes. so there's nothing for her to lose by telling the truth about Billy. I mean, this happened, this murder happened the night before, the morning where you all went out there. Yes. And there's nothing for her to lose by just being honest. No, nothing. And, and saying... I'm sorry, not a thing.
3: There's nothing for her to lose. You know, she she would gain my respect. I mean, I still wouldn't have anything to do with her, but I could respect her if she came clean about it. But she's too all about herself, and, and she's more worried about making herself look good and so innocent and you know so she
0: sits in mabel bassett for a, for for the rest of her life
3: yes she does right
0: yes yeah, she does mm-hmm. uh, i imagine she has created a, a bunch of terror in there too as if it's not bad enough already um, <clears throat> now you wrote this statement august 7th no 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 uh june let me see. You wrote this statement. Uh, Give me September third, two thousand twenty. So you recently wrote this statement, and you were fourteen years of old at the time. This I'm sorry.
3: Yes, this this sure. is um, my second statement that I've written. Uh, the first one I had typed it up and signed it and filed it at the courthouse. This is my affidavit statement.
0: So when was your first statement? Uh
3: July 7th, I think is when I filed it.
0: 2020. Yes. Do you mind if I if I ask you so our listeners know how old you are now? I'm 40. Okay. So Jamie was 14 years old. And she had endured a life of horrific abuse, being forced to do drugs, literally being forced to do drugs, sold to others, you know, bartered off for drugs. Her own mother threatening her life, fear for her life. It's really, all she kind of knew growing up. This kind of abuse, then to be tagged. As, as a murderer okay um when she had nothing to do with this this caused an awful lot of emotional trauma i would imagine i, I mean it, what it's taken for you to work through all this and at the same time do what you're doing raising children and being you know getting great accolades for not even just like being a good mother, considering all you've been through, but just being a good mother, like a really good mother, you know? Set aside, considering all you've been through, right? Um, How are you doing, and what did it take for you to get to the point, kind of abuse? Some people will, I mean, I don't think anybody ever gets over it, but how they actually, you know, are able to... Navigate through it and, and come to the most uh normalcy that they can in life and and actually become an advocate uh for others, which you're doing now y- you know and and I know it's not just for Billy, it's for anybody who's in this situation as well y- y- you know yes. you understand you understand it y- y- you know um, and and um hey, this is no fluke stuff's happening this is no fluke this is not i mean one fluke is bad enough but the purposeful denial of due process and the fact that there has been nothing that would lead to beyond a shadow of a doubt of of yours and billy's involvement in this horrific murder um had put you behind bars to begin with, and and that's be- because you were, in essence, both framed by people who are, who are supposed to be there for you and fight for you through the law, both framed to in, in, into uh, 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 um, deals when when you never should have been on death row to begin with. If you had somebody there, right? You, 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 you know what I'm saying? There's no evidence. That leads to your guilt or his guilt Now sometimes that happens when somebody Really is guilty but there's no evidence Behind but that All the evidence leads to your mother
3: Yes I believe
0: you've looked at
3: The list of evidence that I've shown you right
0: Yes ma'am Yes it is absolutely and Absolutely and compelling
3: <laughs> and, and none of it Points to Billy Or myself at all
0: Okay do you mind exa- exactly? And this is exactly now. Do you mind? Um, how, how would you feel about reading your most recent statement that you did file? Uh, so our listeners can hear, uh, September 3rd, 2020? Some of this is going to maybe be a repeat, but it's also important for uh, you to know, listeners, what is actually sitting on the record, uh, and and uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what you haven't been able to get in order to fight and then the big for his freedom. And then, you know, some of the other huge obstacles um, that get in the way of this and others matters. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. This is my official statement. Um, It says, I remember Billy woke me up that morning to go to school, and I told him no, I wasn't going. And right after that, my mom came in the back door after being gone all night and got mad at me for saying I wasn't going to school, and she hit me. We ended up walking across the field to the barn to get in the truck, and I remember seeing blood spatter everywhere. My mom was wearing dark clothes, and I remember seeing blood on her arm." Billy was wearing a black and white flannel shirt and didn't have any blood on him at all. After abandoning the truck, we walked to a motel in Qantas. That night on the news, they said they found the body of a man. And at that time, my mom was messing with her gun. And I said, oh, my God, that man is dead. My mom then took her loaded gun, put it to my head and said, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out, and you won't be the first one. She then pulled the trigger. I don't know why, but luckily it didn't fire. Billy was in the shower when this happened, and when he got out, I was balled up in the corner crying and wouldn't leave his side after that. I feared for my life because of the things my mom has done to me. She had guys coming in and out of the house having sex and doing drugs. She would have me do drugs with her sometimes when Billy wasn't around. When we were arrested in Kentucky and extradited back, she told me to take the blame for the murder and say I did it because I would get out when I was 18 and they wouldn't prosecute me as an adult, which I was charged as an adult. I told her no because I had done nothing wrong. After I got out and went to Texas, um, the Texas Rangers, and the Texas Rangers constantly stopped me to question me about a murder she was suspected of in Seymour, Texas. I remember when I was a kid, I overheard her telling my stepdad she shot and killed two men and threw them off a bridge and into the Missouri River. Billy and I had also found a picture in her stuff of a chair on fire and what looked like a body in it. I've never seen Billy with my mom's gun. She never let the gun out of her sight. Billy never left with Mr. Babb. And the only time I remember it in the truck was when we went to Kwana.
1: Okay, so
0: Mr. Bab, who is Mr. Bab? He's the victim. He's the victim, right? And so how can two people, you know, uh, how can two people, how, how many shots were there?
3: Um, I believe he was shot in the head, in the back of the head one time.
0: One time. So I'm just wondering how two people can have their hands on the gun and, and, and shoot somebody in the back of the head once. And that's right. He, you know, uh, you hold hands and shoot together. You know, I don't think your Billy's going to be holding hands with your mom. And there were no fingerprints, mm-hmm. correct?
3: Um, Not that I know of. Of his, they they never there was ne, there was never any fingerprints um, in the list of evidence at all. At,
0: Correct. The gun was recovered. Yes. So the gun was recovered. There's nothing. When we were
3: arrested in nothing. Kentucky, they had they found her gun on her. She had her gun on her. She
0: never let that out of her sight ever. So it's interesting that, um, okay, so now it doesn't mean that, you know, there wasn't, that you weren't part of the conspiracy to kill, but, but then, you know, you've got also, you, you've got these time, timelines, these timeframes, you know, um, coroners can, and medical examiners can pretty much tell, uh, uh, you know, when somebody died, right? Right. Yes. You, you know, you have a pretty good idea of the time of death and, you know, by the, you know, all these other factors that, that, that come come into play when the, that report comes out. Uh, have you ever seen a report?
3: Um, the only thing I had seen is in the affidavit um, that we had gotten after we were charged. It said that uh, he was believed to have been killed the evening before his body was found, which would have been the night my mom was gone all night before, mm-hmm. you know, we had left. Right. And, right. and that's that's when it would have been it would have been the night before where Billy and I were in the house asleep.
1: Right. I got a question. When the truck was driven to Texas, who was driving the truck?
3: Um I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I was really looking down the whole time. Okay. Okay, never mind
1: that, wow,
0: but that's right, because she because you looked down because you saw the blood on her arm, you said last week, right? Yes, I did, and you didn't want her to know that you saw the blood on her arm so mm-hmm. and, and and if Billy drove the truck, it still really wouldn't matter, would it? No. I mean, what did he know? No, I he was didn't
1: just trying he... to show that her mother right. took them to the truck. Her mother took them right. to Yep.
0: I mean, who was the navigator? Who was, right, right. So you, you were 14. Mm-hmm. He was a few years older. Um, yes. He had never seen her this way before. Stay by your yeah. side. Um, did he see her hit you, actually, in front of him? I know that you said that he was in the shower or, no, that was somewhere else. But when you, that was um, at the hotel. So when, did he, she hit you in front of him that morning, or, you know, after the murder? Yes. Yes, she did. And he had He'd never seen that him. before. No, he hadn't. He'd never seen that before, so he wasn't going to let you go with her alone. So he's learning for the first time or seeing something he had never seen before regarding your mother's behavior and and went with you. Okay. Um, So she was cleaning the gun. So maybe she wiped it down. You know, she had all night to do it. Maybe, you know, so maybe there's nothing to be found as far as fingerprints other than hers with time to clean her off, but it's her gun. Um, mm-hmm. So they would be able to forensically tell how many um, rounds left it, I would imagine, I'm not pretending to be yes. a, a forensic, uh, yeah, Um and let me ask you it, she was gone all night Mhm. did anybody ever investigate and find any witnesses that saw her out and not with you too <laughs>
1: um
3: not that i know of i i've and, never and you... got access to any witness statements or anything because i was a juvenile it was like you know okay we're getting you recertified as a juvenile. Bing, bang, boom. I'm gone. You know. But do you remember places where she would go? No, she she yeah. she would just up and leave and leave
0: me. Like she she just didn't care. Right. So I'm just. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just had this like idea. Um, I I think it would be. You know, let me know what you think. Get her picture out there and ask who Mm -hmm. saw her that night. Who saw her that night? Who might have seen her that night? Yeah. Same night that this man was murdered. Because guess what? If there's a witness lingering out there that actually saw her and didn't see you and didn't see Billy... Doesn't that do something for you? Yeah. They saw her out there alone, not you and Billy. I'm just thinking out loud. hmm I'm just thinking out loud. That's all. I mean, I, I think, hey, let's plaster that with information wanted, and free, you know, to free to free a man. It's just a fault. We can talk about that outside of the show. It's you know I know we we're going to talk more anyways, but it is a fault. Yeah, to go back to that area to the local bars to the to the you know and plaster her picture around one uh, the how she looked at that time if there's one out there who saw I this don't woman think there
1: is at one. her around that. Oh boy, you can use her booking photo, right?
3: All of our booking photos was Polaroids, and they don't have copies of them anymore. I'd asked.
0: Let's see what we can come up with. All right, let's see what we can come up with, even, 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 you know, an artist or something like that. So, you know, listeners out there, advocates, people that do things really well to help these kinds of cases move along, um, we would love to hear from you. I did take up more time than I had expected at the beginning of the show, but we also know that Jamie's going to come back on with us on Sunday. Is that okay with you? Yeah. I'm not ending the show now, but I just, so uh, yeah. Or do you need to get back to us on that?
3: Oh, no, Sunday will be fine.
0: Great, great. So um, uh, anybody out there who's listening, please uh who can help shed some light on how we can move this case forward to free an innocent man um you know brainstorm with us uh are you a good artist you know that has done a, a renditions uh of people before of age progression or not in case we can find a picture some somewhere um i imagine there's pictures somewhere um uh, uh out there uh, and uh just ha- let let's help out this case let 's help out this case let 's see what we can do to get Billy Hines free we I mean we already know that there sort of seems to be constitutional violations, and that's why again it's important that you know that's what we follow instead of trying to, you know, beat the corrupt courts when they are at their own game. Well, I've got this case to reference and all and this and, that and blah, 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 blah. well what good is that when they're where they've created their own uh laws, uh laws, uh you know, I've got quotes there um that aren't actually uh in line with uh the the laws of our land. Um to, that that they can, no matter what, like, trump you with, okay? And and I don't mean that in a negative way towards our president whatsoever, uh, uh, but that they can trump you with it. They can, they'll always find something else if they have already predetermined this case. Uh, you didn't belong in there to begin with. He didn't belong in there right. to begin with. And it, it's time to... Fight for the constitutional right of the people that um, are being put behind bars where due process is denied and there is not enough to, that uh, meets the prongs to actually convict somebody of crimes. It's time to stop filling the pockets of attorneys that aren't fighting hard enough to keep them out of prison to begin with, to keep them from being convicted to begin with, and and and, and this i this is my my opinion. This is my feelings. Nobody else has to say yay yeah, no or whatever. But to fight hard enough to begin with, you know, so that you know, so the these annuities that keep coming in, oh, you know, to try to to try to um, uh, you know help the person that's now in prison that should have been uh, never in there to begin with, so these ongoing streams of annuities, you know, that you know to try to, to prepare for the pardon parole board um, to uh, go from life uh, without uh, parole to life with parole to you know all these all these things. It's time to hold these attorneys accountable and not put the money in their pockets, and I'm not saying all these attorneys are doing that for that, but I'm just saying that, listen, if in Oklahoma you cannot find one attorney that's willing to sue another attorney for malpractice, if in Oklahoma you cannot find one attorney, you cannot find one attorney. I dare you to find one. If you cannot find one attorney that's willing to stand up to a corrupt prosecutor, problems here, folks. No wonder it's so corrupt in Oklahoma I'm not the only state. We're talking Oklahoma because I bet you can find other attorneys in other states that will do those things. Um, so you need an attorney. You need a constitutional attorney. Every everything costs money. Yes. Uh, so, we're going to close out the show tonight, and uh, it's a somber, serious show. Um, uh, again, they're not not for the faint of heart. But we're going to close out the show tonight with those thoughts to chew on and to think about that to think about that and to do your research on these attorneys that are out there taking your money
3: well and the other thing too is you know you have, you have an innocent man sitting in prison for something he did not do yes at, at a very young age and because we don't have money you know it's you know, I mean, even for me, whenever I was in there, I had to get a public defender because we didn't have any money. But, you know, why? Why should?
0: Um, you know, he's right. sitting there. Why should? Exactly. Innocent. Exactly. But, yeah, I, I, but I'm going to tell you something, and, I, and then we've got to cut out. Um, you could have five thousand dollars, and you can have a hundred thousand dollars. To go towards an attorney more often than not mm-hmm. in these kinds of cases, and especially in Oklahoma, you're going to get the same result mm-hmm. all you right know? that's a hard, hard lesson to learn or but listen folks i've Jamie Moore, I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight and uh, being as patient with me as you have been we'll be We'll have you back on again mm-hmm. on Sunday. Thank you, Tina Gert. Thank you so much for everything that you do and are doing. We've got a lot to do this week. I know that. Um and I want to thank Stephen Burke for the special prayer. Uh we 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 do pray for Chris Hallett. Uh thank you 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Marty Oakley, God bless you. Thank you so much. And I uh I know mm-hmm. I, you, I I'll get a lashing for going a minute over. I deserve it. I'm sorry. Uh everybody please tune in again on Sunday night. Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. The link will be out. Check us out on Injustice in Oklahoma Exposed and Oklahomans Incarcerated, True Stories and How They Got There and Journeys to Justice all on Facebook. I'm Tanya Hathaway and I'm your host with Tanya Talks Where Your Voice is Heard with Tina, Tina Gertz for Oklahoma's Incarcerated, True Stories and How They Got There. God bless and good night. God bless you, Chris Hallett. Good night.